0: what is up ask us why fam hey thank you so much for tuning into this episode on anxiety um, we kind of talk for about about eight minutes just kind of goofing around just sharing life but if you're really just looking to um, learn about anxiety and just hear what we have to share about it and what the Bible has to say about it just go ahead and skip over to about eight and a half minutes and that's where it'll kind of start off maybe I think nine with our intro um, but if you'd like to just listen into our hooligans and just our shenanigans that we talk about then uh, enjoy the podcast thanks for tuning in guys <laughs> Good morning, San Diego. Morning, podcast world. How you doing, Ask His Wife fam? Welcome in. Connor's excited this morning. Yes. Yeah. All right. So Very
1: excited.
0: This is where I cue my intro, and I wasn't prepared for this. Here we go. Hey, welcome to the Vessels Podcast. Spitting in the mic, like, as always, is your boy Remy. Joining me in the Batcave today is the one and only Connor Medea, also known as Long Branch Penny (laughs) Whistle. And we got Christian Beatty, also known as Agent P. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) You you did it perfect right before this. (laughs) Uh. Try it again. Let's go again. And then we also have joining us today is uh, Agent P. I mean, Christian Beatty. (laughs) 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 And a (laughs) botopus. (laughs) <laughs> it's hard to
2: get like, there's like a certain amount of saliva that I got to build up in the back of the tongue. And then it's just... Yeah. The back
1: of the tongue?
2: Something like yeah.
0: that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways. Um, Allie's
1: over here too. She's just not having... She doesn't have a microphone.
0: Looks so Like she's she's um, journaling her life away. Something of the sort. Anyways. Hey, welcome to the Vessels Podcast. Um, if you are new to this, we are part of the company Ask Us Why, which is a Christian apparel company that focuses on encouraging and um, building up... A- and equipping believers equipping. of all stages in their faith to advance the kingdom of God wherever they go. So uh, we do a lot of fun stuff, but we also like to pour into our community and try and build support and talk about relevant topics. Can that, that
1: be our like slogan from now on? Is We do a lot of fun stuff.
0: Ask us why. <laughs> <laughs> that'd
1: be a good one. Just put that that'd on our website, so, right on the homepage. We do a lot of fun stuff. Ask us why. That's it. No explanation.
0: Uh, no explanation. It's just one landing page. There's no navigation or anything. Yeah. That's, uh, we're not going to ever grow. <laughs> we're stuck.
1: People love fun stuff.
0: Oh, gosh. Um, hey, let's just uh inform the world on just some things going on in our lives. Like, what's happening, Connor? What do you got going Man, on?
1: What's happening? Almost graduating. Got a month left of school. And then it's big boy time with my big boy
0: pants. Can't wait for you to put them on. Mm-hmm. Assistant radio dispatcher. Still yeah. is um, what I'm aware of. That's your new job title. A R D. Assisting
1: the radio dispatcher.
0: <laughs> Christian, what do you got going on?
2: Uh, lots of things. <laughs> going to be flying home to Oregon for Easter. Nice. So super oh, excited Easter. for that.
0: Yes, Easter. Easter. Yes. What a what. What's Easter? Um, what happens on Easter again?
1: That was when Jesus was born oh
0: <laughs> got you <laughs> what's ironic though is that like theologians yeah, it's actually, actually kind believe of that like he was born in the spring instead of during christmas time so like when he died was kind of when he like was also born into this world maybe he died on his birthday not on his birthday on his uh, uh he yeah no he died yeah that, that was right died on his birthday <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i got my dates wrong <laughs> okay um cool well uh uh what's new with me um mm-hmm. Oh, man. You got uh, your jacket fixed. I got my jacket fixed. Yep. I gave this snowboarding jacket to Allie to have her grandma re-sew it for me. And I went up to the mountain like a week and a half ago. And I probably spent 25 minutes looking for my jacket throughout the entire house. And I could not <laughs> find it. I said, where the crap is this? Could not find it. Was absolutely frustrating and flabbergasted. Drove all the way up to pick up the guys. Drove to the mountain and I had to rent a jacket for the day. And I was like, I guess I just lost it. Doesn't exist anymore. But grandma had it. And then grandma hit me up. Well, not grandma, but Allie hit me up. (laughs) Allie was like, grandma, thanks, dude. It looks so good. And I was like, that's where it was. little light bubble went off in my head. A light bubble? makes sense. Light (laughs) bubble, (laughs) please. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Wait, can you clarify what you just said? <laughs> Light Bulbies. <laughs> okay. Good. You guys
1: remember the guy from uh Jimmy Neutron? I think his name was Bulby. Bulby. Slap, <laughs> slap,
0: slap, clap, 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 clap. clap, clap. Shlap, slap, shlap, slap, shlap. slap, 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 <laughs> clap, clap, clap. Oh, Bulby was my favorite. And then there was Ultralight <laughs> <laughs> <What? laughs> Did you ever watch Jimmy Neutron? <laughs> like very few know. times. Oh, come on. That was my childhood. So oh, it was um, so good. PA. In I the I shower. All right, bye. Goddard. All right, bye. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, in the past two days, I've had two surprise parties that I've been a part of. One of them was for my beautiful wife, Alyssa, and the other one was for my beautiful friend, Chris. And uh, for Alyssa, we did a party theme that was thrifting, which was so fun. We've never done this before. And I, I've never had so much fun in a party in my entire life. We had everyone that came to the party go to Goodwill down the street. They had a partner and their task was to dress the other person and it was to like pick a theme and then we did like a runway style where everyone was introduced with what they wore and they had to pick like a name for themselves and a song to dance to or to to um, show themselves off to and that sounds bad it wasn't that weird Gosh. it was worse than you think <laughs> it was so I've never seen Christian so promiscuous in my entire life it was horrible it was I felt so uncomfortable <laughs> me and Alyssa were LA mom and uh, teenage time. angsty teen yeah. I gave her a shirt that said leave me alone and then like basketball <laughs> shorts that are four times the size <laughs> And then she gave me an outfit that like, I think I'm pretty sure Harry Styles has worn before. It was amazing. So I wore the hat. She put her hair extensions in my hair. So I had like long hair again that was blonde. And then I wore glasses. Um, It's
2: like a pinstripe suit.
0: But I will say that I looked like an L.A. artist because that's exactly what they wear. And I had a beard still. So it looked really weird but anyways awesome. it was the best party that i've ever been a part of it's so fun if you guys are thinking of party ideas it's so fun to do that just try and do that as long as you have funny friends if you don't have funny friends then it's just gonna be lame yeah. and then uh yesterday uh one of the guys for the other party <laughs> rented a um uh inflatable house bounce house which i have not been a part of since i think i was nine and i felt like i was nine again and it was fun and we did some pretty crazy things we had a little fight match in there and um we uh, had a pinata. <laughs> the guy that hosts the party, I swear, it's like the last time he hosted one, he was 12 years old, and he went off of the what he did at the last surprise party to do for the same one for a 24-year-old. Was, was Chris turning Yeah, 24? So yeah, he's turning 24. Like, Good math. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty fast, man. Anyways, okay. um, besides the point, uh, I'm talking about our personal lives because no one gives a crap. We got uh, <laughs> a topic to talk about today. Connor, did you, um, did you prepare something for us, or is this uh, where we BS something and pretend we learned something?
1: Probably a little bit of both is going to be great. Awesome. We are talking about anxiety. <laughs> you Yay. Yay. You got me anxious thinking and about that. And then I think whoever's listening might have just clenched their butthole a little bit because we're talking about anxiety. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I almost spit my coffee everywhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, sometimes, you know, we deal with oh, stuff. No. Allie and is frustrated. That's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Allie's <laughs> frustrated because I said butthole on the podcast. <laughs>
2: Ch- but no, for real though <laughs> a serious topic that we're not taking very seriously We're taking
0: it seriously <laughs> That's okay No one listens to our podcast anyways <laughs> <laughs> It's literally for ourselves I don't think you realize that Our Watch average listen is, time is, is like one. two minutes Or a minute and 33 this seconds This is the one that goes off <laughs> This one takes us to Everybody the moon Everybody here is butthole <laughs> It'll eventually take off, but I've listened to the podcasts and they're fun and they take some time to get into it. They're but just I think podcasts. I think people like, like to be minutes. entertained as well as they like to be educated. So we're just kind of mingling the two, you know. Eight minutes is a lot. I don't know. I think people. I've listened to radio shows and YouTube videos before. Where like I love just listening to people just chatting. So maybe yeah. that's just me. We'll see. We'll maybe see. some people are like, shut up. Maybe we'll just add into the intro, hey, we talk about a personal life. If you would like to skip this, you can go to nine minutes, and this is where the podcast starts. <laughs> what is up, podcast world? Welcome to the Vessels Podcast, if you've not been a part of it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, Connor, take it away. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no,
1: I think actually, you know, we're, we're making fun of it because that's just kind of who we are, but we don't take it not seriously, I think. Mm-hmm. I think some of our coping mechanisms are just to crack jokes that are probably inappropriate. Uh, at least mine is. So, uh, yeah, we're talking about anxiety and we want to, you know, throw some stuff out there before we get into this, just so people kind of understand where we're coming from. And so we, I don't think we, our goal is ever to offend anybody, but just so people know that's not where we're coming from with this whole topic. Cause it can be a little touchy. Um, but we don't want to shy away from it. So we're definitely not trying to belittle any of the struggles of those who, you know, deal with anxiety on like a regular basis Mm -hmm. and it is like a real problem. It's a real struggle. Um, but I do think that everybody, you know, no matter if you deal with it like every day or, you know, constantly, everybody has dealt with it at some point in their life, like to a certain extent. And so we definitely are not trying to, you know, make small any of the things that people who have a legitimate struggle with anxiety, um, and it feels like it is a prison to them. Um, we don't want to belittle any of those things. So with that being said, we also know that this is from our podcast speaking from a spiritual perspective. And we know that um, a lot of times, you know, stuff like anxiety, um, it takes, you know, things more than a spiritual perspective to talk about and to help um, fix Mm -hmm. and to help, you know, grow in um, with like uh, counseling and you know, medicine and all that kind of stuff that God blesses to help us with. But from this specific podcast, we'll be speaking from a strictly spiritual perspective because mm-hmm. none of us are counselors or doctors or Allie's pointing at herself because she thinks she's a psychologist. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, we just want to, you know, make that known that we're going to do our best to help shed some light on what we think the spiritual side of this. Problem is and how mm-hmm. we can better not only for those who struggle with it a lot, but also just a little bit when it comes up and down in your lives or in our lives as well. Um, kind of how we deal with that. And spoiler alert: the answer is Jesus. When you know, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> podcast over. Yeah, but first couple questions um, I want to ask you guys is first of all if somebody's think uh, you know here in this podcast and they're. Talking about anxiety, um, they might be thinking, hey, if I keep feeling anxious, you know, I might not know the whole Bible. I may only know a little bit, but I know that we're not supposed to be anxious. I feel like this is a bad thing. You know, does that make me a bad Christian? Does it make me not a good Christian? You know, what am I supposed to do if I deal with this a lot, even just a little bit? Like, it seems like I can't deal with this. I don't know what to do. Like, does that mean I don't have faith in Jesus? Does that mean I'm not trusting Him? What does that mean? And doesn't make me a bad christian.
0: does not make you a bad christian. I mean, Mm-mm. like just because you become a christian doesn't mean like sin just goes away and you all automatically just become a perfect human being. No, like the whole purpose is you come to Jesus and you receive salvation and you get to start that relationship, but mm-hmm. then it's a journey from there. And you might become a Christian when you're maybe, I don't know, in the second grade because your parents, you know, raised you a Christian or maybe you became a Christian like a week ago or maybe you became a Christian, you know, maybe like five years ago. But that doesn't make up for the fact that like you might experience things as a child or in adolescence that can cause things like PTSD and even subconsciously or consciously trigger things that um, produce anxiety. And so you might come into the relationship with Jesus with a lot of problems. Be like, hey, like. This is the message I've heard, which is so true, is that like he takes you as you are. It's not like, hey, you got to figure out your crap before you can come to the feet of Jesus. It's like, no, no, no. He wants you for who you are right now. So the first mindset of realizing what it is like as a Christian and pursuing Jesus is like, hey, coming into this relationship or even wherever you're at in this relationship. Like we are sinful humans and we still are in our flesh. And so there's still temptation and sin in the world. So we definitely are going to struggle with things and it's going to make it hard. But like the purpose is that like our anchor and support comes from Jesus. Now it doesn't come from the world. It doesn't come from a book. It doesn't come just from a psychiatrist. Those things can be helpful, but they can't be our anchor Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, like when everything else fades away, the only thing that's left is Jesus. He has to be that ultimate source. So it doesn't make you a bad Christian by any means. It just means that like, Hey, you have struggles. I have struggles. It's in different areas. Um, but like we have to be willing to acknowledge that we have those challenges and we have those um, struggles and we have to have a willingness to want to pursue change in them. Cause I read an article about this that, um, kind of, I guess it upset me in a matter, um, to some degree, but at the same time it's, it's good to just kind of point out, but I think too many people might think that the purpose of like when scripture talks about like cast all your anxieties on him and trust in the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. Um, that it's a matter of works. That like, if you are, if you're not trusting in God, you're not receiving the bless the blessing, and like, you're not like, you know, anxiety's not going away. As if there's somehow this formula that like, the second you follow Jesus, everything goes away. And that was disheartening that I realized that like, there's people that maybe preach that, or maybe I've done that at times before, because that's not the case. The idea is not that like it's a matter of works, and that like, oh, you're not trusting enough, so like, you're a bad Christian, and like, you're not going to receive the blessings of what God wants for you in your life. No, it's it's a matter of like you are already in Jesus and he's trying to transform and change you and it's Mm going to take time and you have to be patient, but you have to be willing. If we're not willing to want to pursue that change with Jesus and go through what we know as sanctification, which is through the Holy Spirit that transforms us into the image of Christ, then we're not going to have change in our life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's, I think the biggest thing that we just need to recognize first is when it comes to anxiety, if you experience it, if you struggle with it, it does not make you a bad christian Mm -hmm. it just means that there might be a problem and that we need to acknowledge it and then we need to bring it to the feet of jesus and trust in him with it
2: yeah yeah i think i'll add to that too like why why do we say that jesus is the answer to anxiety Mm -hmm. right so i'm just gonna touch on a few verses here um i i believe that the opposite of anxiety is peace and so we, we go to a few verses so Colossians three fifteen through 16 let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms hymns and songs from the spirit singing to God with gratitude in your hearts so immediately peace of Christ rule in your hearts as Christians that's what we believe that Jesus is peace mm-hmm. um Isaiah 26, three through four, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord. The Lord himself is the rock eternal. And I just want to highlight that. The words are you will keep in perfect peace, which is kind of mind blowing. Mm -hmm. Um, And those verses also go into how we receive that perfect peace from the Lord. I'm not sure if we want to talk about that yet but just highlighting that that's why we believe jesus is the answer to anxiety because he brings peace
0: and when we talk about peace we're not talking about like necessarily a physical peace but a spiritual peace and that's kind of what we're tying into is like the spiritual side of this stuff mm-hmm. and not necessarily the physical is like oh god didn't give me peace in this world it's like well there's going to be war and famine and struggle and strife and You know evil against one another as long as there's sin in the world so like that kind of peace is not gonna happen until Jesus comes back so the kind of peace that he talks about is peace that comes through the spirit that comes in the mind that comes from like that relationship with him Mm -hmm. so I like that
1: yeah that's a lot of good stuff boys Um, I think one thing I just want to note on before we move to the next question real quick is this analogy that I has stuck with me for like years I heard this message Probably like three years ago on anxiety Um, and I'll be honest I haven't dealt with like bad anxiety severe anxiety for like a a while in my life like it pops up every now and then Mm -hmm. Um, like I think it does all of us but um, I hadn't dealt with it since probably I was in my like 10 to 15 years old Um, but this analogy stuck with me and it was the analogy of like an engine light in a car Um, like on your dashboard if you get one it's like you know check engine light or you know, uh, I don't know anything about car stuff, something (laughs) is wrong.
0: (laughs) Yes. Your check engine light comes on. I, it's the worst feeling in the world.
1: I hate it. It makes me anxious, right? Like, because you don't necessarily understand what's going on. You just know that something's wrong. Right. Mm. And I think a lot of times like that's actually what's going on. So this analogy is like when that light comes on, like obviously in the context of your car, like The light's not the problem with your car. The light's just telling you that there's something wrong with your car. And so with anxiety, like it's almost a signal in a way. Like Mm. obviously sometimes um, like you'll get anxiety. You have no idea what's going on. You might think that like anxiety is, sorry, um, is your problem. But I I would say in most, um, if not all, anxiety is usually just something that's telling us that there is something else going on. Um, and so that analogy is the same way with the engine light, like engine light's not the problem. There's something wrong with your car. There's something wrong that's going on in your life or, you know, spiritually, emotionally, physically. Um, and the only way to fix that is in the context of your car, like you go to who made the car, like you look at the manual, figure out what's going on. You go to somebody who understands what's going on, specifically the person who made that. And so with ourselves, when that anxiety comes up, when that, signal comes on, who are we going to go to? Are we going to go to somebody who wrote a book about something, you know, that might understand kind of what's going on? Or are you going to go to the creator who made you mm-hmm. understands everything that's going on with you anyways, already knows what you need before you ask him. Mm-hmm. And so the next question I have for you guys is just how can anxiety lead us to Christ in that way? If we kind of understand this concept of maybe there's something going on more than anxiety and anxiety is just, a signal and it depends on you know who we go to um after that
0: Mm. um so it's not that i would say specifically i would say sin doesn't necessarily lead us to god it takes us away from god Mm -hmm. and if anxiety is not in the will of god then it is a sin of of god um and like we said you can struggle with it and it's it's like something you want to work towards but like if you choose to like soak in it then that's a problem Mm -hmm. but um like if you have the Holy Spirit in you, when you are sinning, there should be conviction that comes along with it. And it's that realizing that there's a check engine light on. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the Holy Spirit to recognize that there's a check engine light on and you don't realize that it's a problem, which I think is kind of hard because I think everyone realizes anxiety is not good. No one wants to be in it. Mm-hmm. But understanding not just that like it's a physical and mental thing, but it's also a spiritual thing um, should point us towards Jesus, that there's a conviction of like, ah, like I'm struggling with this. And that comes with having an understanding that like what God wants from us is to have peace of mind, that he wants us to trust in him, that he wants us to like acknowledge him in all his ways and to know that he has a plan. Right. And so if we can understand that, then what comes with anxiety is what should be some conviction, which brings us to the father. Mm -hmm. Um, but also training up our minds to be set on Christ. And in those situations, being ready for anxiety and anticipating that when it happens, what are you going to do in response to it? And if you can train yourself to turn to Jesus in those times, that's what helps build that relationship. Mm -hmm. But if there's no um, initiative to embrace Jesus and to turn towards him when those situations happen and you choose to soak in it and you start to freak out and maybe at least do a panic attack or any of those kind of things, but like nothing's being done to try and um, give it to Jesus Mm -hmm. and you're just trying to do it on your own. Like, how's that going for you? You know? Like, when, whenever we try to do anything by ourselves and of our own will and our own strength, we always fail. We always fail. Um, it might not happen right away, but we always fail. And that's where, like, turning to Jesus has to be in that habit. So it comes habitually,
2: I think, but you have to learn to train yourself to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you got, Christian?
2: Um, <clears throat> so when I've just been dealing with some things in my life where there's a huge potential for a massive amount of anxiety right now. Um, and I think the Lord has blessed me with a a lot of peace about things that are going on. Um, and I've definitely been learning about what it means to trust in the Lord, regardless of your circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so kind of have insight into what I think that I've learned from the Bible that has equipped me to, I guess you could say trust in the Lord and, and fight off that anxiety. Um, and I'll go through a little bit of examples in, in scripture um, that point to fighting anxiety with gratitude. Um, and it might seem a little bit abstract, like how could those, how could you defeat anxiety with gratitude? And obviously, that's not something that's going to apply to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see it repeatedly in scripture that that's something the Lord equips us with, is gratitude to fight anxiety. Um, so the first thing is Daniel in the lion's den, we've all kind of heard that story. Um, and what was happening is that the king at the time made a decree that during the next 30 days, any, anyone who prays to any God or human being would be thrown into the lion's den. But Daniel, being the man that he is, he learned that the decree had been published and he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. So I can't imagine knowing that when I go to prayer that I'm going to be thrown into the lion's den because he he knew he was going to get caught. The window was open. They made that decree specifically for Daniel. Literally against him. (laughs) Literally, Literally against him. And yet he went and did it anyway. And I think what's critical to take away from that is that he got on his knees, he prayed, and he gave thanks to God. Uh, the next thing is in Colossians, which I read earlier, um, but highlighting it again, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Um, and I, I've been trying to wrestle with and understand why does gratitude lead to trusting in the Lord? Mm -hmm. Um, And so if anxiety is this flashing light that shows me where I'm not trusting God, being grateful for the situation surrounding the scenario of anxiety makes you realize how much the Lord has given you already. Um, And that you can trust him in the situation because you see how much he has given you. So I don't really have an example to illustrate it, but when... The world feels like it's crumbling around you and you just have no control over anything going on. I think a lack of control Mm -hmm. is what causes a lot of anxiety for people. You have to recognize that you are still standing and breathing because the Lord is sustaining you. And if you can start at that point and being grateful that the Lord has you alive Mm -hmm. and that there is a reason for that, then you can kind of snowball the gratitude throughout the whole situation and you just feel so I mean when I did it for what I've been going through just felt so much peace um, and was so grateful for everything that the Lord has given me already um, and seeing that I just and it just enabled me to just trust in the Lord that whatever comes from the situation I'm experiencing is going to be okay because the Lord is at work in it mm-hmm. even though I have Nearly no control over what is happening, yeah um so that's that's some of the stuff that i've been learning and walking through this past week and a half
1: for sure, yeah, I think that last part that you were talking about is like how often we like almost idolize control like of our lives, mm-hmm. like even if you you're like a born again christian like it doesn't necessarily make you feel good all the time to like want to like give up control just of all of certain things in your life and I think that's just human nature is to be like I want to be in control of every facet of my life because in a way you feel like it's going to bring you more anxiety if you're not um, and I feel like it's almost like the picture of like you know when you're driving on like the side of like a mountain or something and you have to like hold the steering wheel like super hard yeah. you're like white knuckling <laughs> I feel like that's what we try and do with our lives a lot of the time and I feel like you know, when I used to deal with anxiety a lot more, I feel like, um, sorry, I kind of just lost my thought, but I feel like, um, what I would try and do was just take more and more things into control of my life. Um, and it's kind of almost like a cycle, like of anxiety of like, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like I'm in less control, so I'm going to try and control more and then it gets worse and worse and worse. And it's like, yeah. okay, this cycle is just like a downward spiral. Um and i think what you were talking about a little bit was like you know understanding that you're really not in control of a whole lot so Mm -hmm. why fight against it especially Mm -hmm. if you're a christian like you need to, like we need to understand like us as well like myself as well that you know our perspective is so limited especially Mm -hmm. with like you know the small struggles or the big struggles that we have you know whatever they may be like we are so in our own little bubble a lot of the time, and our our vision and our perspective is so limited that you know it's really hard for us to understand you mm-hmm. know how to give up that control. but when we have an internal perspective and we start to think about stuff that is you know outside of our own you know senses and understanding, we begin to understand that we don't really need to be in control, and mm-hmm. we not that we don't need to be, but we aren't and when we be, begin to understand that we aren't in control we begin to accept that we don't need to be in control. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think with anxiety, um, you know, again, we don't want to, you know, belittle anything, but like, I think the foundation is obviously we're not trusting the Lord in his perspective and his plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not to say that that fixes everything, but that is the foundation of most issues Mm -hmm. in our life is that we're not trusting the Lord or we're prideful. Um, And so I think um, one thing you gotta ask that now is like what are those practical ways to conquer anxiety, quote unquote. Like obviously mm. it's not an overnight fix. Um, it may be for some people, but for the majority of us it's a daily struggle mm. and it's something we have to you know learn to um you know give up control and learn to conquer. So how are or what are some practical ways that we do that? Um, with the help of Christ, obviously.
0: Yeah, dude. So good. Um, there's been a few times in my life where I've had like extreme anxiety happen and I'm a very big thinker. I analyze everything and I think things through maybe 25 different times before I actually like come to conclusions, but I'll sometimes think out my thoughts all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember that just thinking over and over again, every single time one of those things happens, um, with extreme anxiety, I realize that I was trying to be way too in control of something. And because I had certain expectations and they didn't go the way that I wanted them to, mm-hmm. I became anxious because I was trying to find the solution. I was like, "Crap! I planned for it to go this way. I expected to go this way. It didn't go this way. How do I somehow still make it happen the way I want it to?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like, I had to realize that there's things that the Lord's going to do in my life that I my expectations aren't going to match with His and. I have to learn to like, let go of those things. But I'm like, if I'm white knuckling it and I'm trying to hold on as much as I can and I'm trying to find the solutions and I'm not trying to ask the Lord for guidance and to seek him first and foremost, I start to stress out a ton and I start to overthink things. And then the more you stress, the more it leans to anxiety. And, um, I think I've just, I personally have been blessed enough with having enough mentors in my life that have taught me that like, as I'm getting down that, cause it, it kind of is like a snowball. It can start very small. And if you don't cut it at the roots or at the very like deep parts of it, and it just grows, it will progressively get worse, which can lead to those things like having like a mental disability or having some kind of chemical imbalance in the brain or just yeah. having things in your life that like, have happened that over time have built on top of each other and it can make it really hard because the deeper you go, the harder it is to climb out, you know, but it's not a matter of like, how can you jump out of this ditch? It's a matter of like, how can we like take the first step to mm-hmm. and embrace trying to get out of it? And so for myself, um, I just realized like, man, like I have to give up my control every day to Jesus. Like it has to be open hands every day because if it's not, and I'm trying to like lead the day the way I want it to, Anything that goes against that I'm going to get anxious about Mm -hmm. because it's not going the way I want to so I know for me in my life and for maybe people that are that are trying to find a solution relative to kind of my type of situation because it has to do with control like the first step is like every day it has to be complete submission to God and what his will is and realizing that like hey I might have some expectations of what I think today is going to be like but no matter what happens I will trust in you Mm -hmm. because we just went through I mean we're still kind of going through like a pandemic like no one predicted that no one thought that was gonna like you know come out of nowhere like it, it, it hit everyone out of nowhere and millions of lives have been lost to it and it's a very serious thing but like if you're trying to be in control of everything that's happening with the world right now you're literally gonna like drown in your own sorrows and anxiety like there's no way to fix it mm-hmm. and so it's like God has a plan we have to trust in his plan and by doing so and like learning to like let go of those white knuckles and open our hands up and have that kind of submission to him it just allows for like there to be less weight with everything that happens to us yeah I feel like it has to do with like imagining I don't know like a sandbag over our heads and if <clears throat> we allow our expectations and our wanting to be in control and our pride and all of those things be involved with every situation that we have mm-hmm. every time those situations happen the harder it's gonna hit you when it drops But if you have an open perspective and you trust in the Lord and like, hey, things are going to happen and I know that suffering is going to come. I know that trials are going to happen. I'm preparing for these things and also realizing that a lot of it can be spiritual. I know we didn't go too much into like spiritual warfare and those kind of things, but like Mm -hmm. there's a lot that can go into that as well. Mm -hmm.
1: We should do a podcast.
0: I'm super down for it. But like, I think that if we don't have those expectations, I mean, if we do have those expectations and we prepare for those kind of things, then that bag is empty. And so every time it hits you, it still hits you, but it doesn't hit you as hard. Mm-hmm. And so it allows you to open up your hands, to give it to Jesus, to allow him to work through the situation and to have a trust that takes time to build. Like it, it it's not overnight, but like taking those steps to want to start like handing it over to him. If, if your first step is you're going through a panic attack or you're having anxiety, it's a matter of like, you know, just learning. Okay. Okay. In this situation, I just need to learn to give it to Jesus. I don't even know what that looks like yet, but Jesus, I'm just giving it to you. Mm -hmm. And if it takes a long time to fight through that anxiety attack or any of that kind of stuff, and you still need help outside, if you still need like, um, like psychology or I mean a psychologist or you need like a therapist or a counselor or some of that sort of still help you like still embracing those first steps is so crucial to wanting to find a solution. But like it has to come with desire. It has to come with understanding the truth of what God has told us and what Mm -hmm. Jesus promises to us. And then allowing that to kind of like take effect and start to have rule over our lives.
1: Yeah. I think uh, that was a lot of good stuff. And um, something I kind of want to piggyback off of is like, a lot of the times, you know, when I was thinking about like when I had anxiety a lot worse when I was younger, it was like, I just don't want to think about these things. Like, I'm just not going to think about it and hopefully it goes away. Right. Like, I'm just going to empty my mind. I am not even going to talk about it with anybody. I'm not going to talk about it with myself and I'm just going to see if it goes away. And if it doesn't do the same thing tomorrow, we'll just figure it out. Right. Um, and I think, you know, something that scripture tells us to do is when we're battling anxiety, we don't just try and like empty our minds and not think about anything. We have to fill our minds with what the truth is and what is good, um, from like, what is scripture? Um, let me find this in my notes, but, uh, um, in Philippians four, sorry, Philippians four, um, we're talking about, you know, filling our minds with what's good. And he says, um, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Um, And if anything is excellent or praise, praiseworthy, you know, think about such things. And I think a lot of the time when we're dealing with anxiety, we feel like we don't have control over that. um, And we don't have control over like the voices or what's talking to us and all the lies that are being spoken over us. But we do have control of, you know, what we think about um, and what we allow into our minds. And so instead of trying to just, you know, not think about it at all, take the other step that scripture tells us to do, which is to fill our minds with the truth, fill our minds with God's plan, speak his scripture, his words over us. I think sometimes we're looking for such a good, complicated answer that we haven't heard before, that we're overlooking all of the simple truths that God continually speaks over us through scripture. And you know, it's like, we're talking about trusting God's plan. It's like, well, sometimes I don't like that answer. Like, why can't you give me a different answer? I've heard that answer a bunch of times. And it's like, well, maybe we've heard that answer a bunch of times because that is the answer. And maybe we just need to think about that more. And even though it's simple and it's not complicated and, you know, it may be oversaturated sometimes. It's like, that's the answer, like trust in the Lord's plan. And, you know, sometimes it is that simple. And sometimes we just need to accept that.
0: Um, to be just to add real quick with that. Yeah. Like I think the reason why we hate simple answers is because it requires work. Mm-hmm. Like we we have grown into a world that is immediate gratification that wants solutions now. No one wants to do a diet anymore. They just want to take the pill. They just want it to like go away. They um, don't want to cure whatever problems that they have by putting in the work for it. They just want things handed to them because we grow up in a world where it's just all about um, just feeling entitlement and that you should just be handed things. And so when you get an answer that's like, Hey, it's going to require work and it's going to take time and patience. They're like, I don't want that. I want this gone now. And so they're looking for the immediate answer. That's going to solve that problem for them. And it's like, I hate getting this answer because it always seems to be this answer. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, if the truth of Jesus is not good enough for you, nothing will be good enough for you. So Mm -hmm. like, you have to Mm -hmm. like learn to realize that.
1: Oh man. That one hurt me a little bit. Zinger. Made my butthole clench a little bit. (laughs) Oh, that's the theme, God. Oh no.
0: (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) But I, I know I really love um, just kind of talking about that and how um, we do have to want it. Like it has to. Like you're gonna have to take work and it's gonna take patience and stuff. But um, by all means, like it has to come with trust. We have to learn to like turn to him for it.
1: Mm -hmm. Any last words, Christian? Yeah, I think. Um, just one more thing, like this is not, like we said, like an overnight solution. I don't think many things don't have overnight solutions, but we want them to be. But the biggest thing we can do is start taking those one steps at a time. Mm. Like, you know, the scripture tells us that, you know, God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And it's like, we can't see, you know, a hundred yards in front of us sometimes with that lantern, but you know, if we just follow that one step after the other. One step after the other. It's like God's not leading us to things that we are not good for us. Like He always mm-hmm. leads us to good things, and uh, just having that e- um, eternal perspective instead of you know our own limited you know human perspective is huge yep. for this.
0: Yeah, and with that, I think that we um, should come up with a T-shirt that says "In the process" or "It's a process." I think "It's a process" is the way. Mm. Um, trust the, process. the most excellent way <laughs> <laughs> the most excellent way because it really is a process um, but yeah again we don't want to take light of people that do struggle with this like a lot a lot mm-hmm. more than maybe we do we don't want to belittle that at all um, in all ways we just want to look to what scripture says and trust in what it, um, it tells us and what mm-hmm. we should do um, and we might not always like the answers that we're given but if we trust in Jesus because he is the one who created everything and knows all things then like It might take time, but again, like you have to have patience. You have to learn that it takes work. But I think that fighting against it for maybe, you know, weeks, months, maybe even a couple of years Mm -hmm. is going to be worth it for the rest of your life that you've conquered something that like can be conquered. Like if you believe that it has too much power over you and you're helpless, then no one can help you. Like if you're going to refuse the help of Jesus in that situation, nothing else is going to cure you from that. Mm -hmm. Even if you think you do like find something, then you're just, lying to yourselves and it's going to be temporary and it's going to fail you at some point but like we have to learn to embrace it and to trust it and it's going to take time and it's a battle it really is a spiritual battle that's why paul talks about spiritual warfare so much and we have to be really on top of our game with it because if we're not like it's just going to take us down the Mm -hmm. enemy is always prowling looking for someone to devour so like if you're like gonna come off as more on the defensive side then obviously it's going to be a little harder but if you're on the offensive side it's going to be a lot easier because you're taking steps to like go after it yeah. versus always getting hit with it. And if you're going to how to defend yourself because so someone who's just constantly taking blows from the sword is eventually going t- to be taken down. Mm-hmm. But if you take the objective of learning to take defense along with on- offense, like that's how you win the battle. Mm-hmm. So uh, we just want to encourage you guys in your faith and in your walk, like wherever you're at, find help around you. Um, be honest, be transparent be willing and uh, open to accepting help and realizing like we all have struggles like no one's perfect So if you mm-hmm. think that you're gonna be judged about it, like one find different fence because those guys suck um, <laughs> But then two, like if find the right people to have in your life and it's gonna make it so much easier Like you have to have community around you if you don't have community around you and you try to do it by yourself You're screwed. Mm-hmm. So um, we just want to be that encouragement for you guys But please uh, share this podcast if you know anyone that's kind of struggling with it and you believe this is helpful for you guys um, let's tackle these issues together. Let's learn to grow closer to Jesus and mm-hmm. let's do it in a way that leads us to the truth. Amen, we'll love you, guys. brother. Yep. And, and um,
2: actually, let me say one last thing. said it, a lot of things. I what I want to end on is the actionable takeaway for this episode yeah. is to start your day with three things that you're grateful for. Hmm. Um, and something that I try to do a lot too is if there's people that I don't really know or even my friends and we're just kind of sitting there on our phones, I'm like, all right, guys, what's three things you're grateful for? just like creating that habit of being grateful Mm -hmm. and if you're having a lot of anxiety about a specific situation take five minutes and write down everything that you're grateful for Mm -hmm. regarding that situation Mm -hmm. yeah it'll hopefully shed some new light and take the sword
0: to it yeah and if you also struggle with trying to figure out what makes you anxious start journaling if you ever start realizing when you start having panic attacks or when you start to feel and experience anxiety write those things down, write down the situation, write down what you're in and allow that to kind of help you navigate and figure out what it is that you are struggling with so that you can find a way to overcome it. Yeah. Um, but identifying it is like one of the hardest parts and like accepting it and then choosing to go after it is the next yeah. step.
1: Real quick before you close this out along with that. It's like, I feel like most of the time when we pray, like even if we, sometimes we don't even pray at all when we're going through anxiety or stuff like this, it's like, Especially when we do, like even when you're dealing with other stuff, like our prayers can sometimes be so simple, which isn't a bad thing. But I feel like when it comes to anxiety, if you want to figure out what's going on, like specifically pray for like what you need and what you think is going on. Like a specific prayer is an honest prayer, not just be like, hey, God, help me with this because I'm struggling. It's like, that's not a bad prayer, but a more honest one, honestly, and I'm using this in quotations, a better prayer is um, a specific one, like specifically name, how you feel and what you think is going on. Cause that'll also help you, um, you know, identify maybe what's making you anxious.
0: Mm -hmm. Totally. So we, well, thanks for being on the podcast, you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, follow us on Instagram. If you're not already, we, um, try to follow themes and post about these things and continue doing it. We do devotionals that we try to do every, uh, every other week with people. And uh want you to be a part of the fam. We're coming out with some new merchers soon. So yeah. stay tuned for that. And uh some big things for the company. Got some uh cool podcasts we're doing coming up here soon with some interviews with people and uh
1: hot fire flame.
0: Hot fire flame, got some dope <laughs> things going on. So uh with that being said, we will uh catch all of you guys in the uh next podcast. Just uh, another big shout out again to Long Branch Penny Whistle. Yeah, that's me. What a guy. Peace out, guys. See ya.